Hello, and welcome to the Achievement Hunting 101 podcast. This is Level 12. I'm your host, Kenny, and thank you for joining us. We have a tremendous show for you guys tonight, but before we get started, I want to introduce who will be joining. First up, we have Corey, a.k.a. RockerDude5012. How you doing, buddy? Salutations. And returning this week from their naps, we have the old folks back with us. Old man number one is Ryan, the Mighty Mango. You well rested? Oh, uh, no, I'm sleepy. <laughs> I'm, I'm old. I'm way past my bedtime. <laughs> and old man number two is L, a.k.a. Big L. Is everybody off your lawn? No, Sonny, I'm okay today. <laughs> <laughs> and we lost him. Also with us again is Michelle, a.k.a. Matriarch. How you doing? It's oh, still Matriarch, but I'm fine. <laughs> I will get that right one day, I promise. One day, one day. It's only your second try, so, you know, you get three strikes. <laughs> That's why I just call her Michelle, because I can't say it right, right either. <laughs> <laughs> and also joining us tonight, we have a very special guest. We have the man responsible for the best biscuits and croissants, we have Mr. Pillsbury himself, <laughs> Dave, otherwise known as Doughboy. What's going on? Glad to be here today. It's great to have you. Can't wait to get into our main segment. But before we get to that, let's get on to our proclamation point. L, take it away. Proclamation point. No <sighs> echo this week. An old friend has returned. <laughs> that one was a bit anticlimactic. <laughs> well, well, let's get started with our milestones under the proclamation point. So, Skeptical Mario has won 7,750 achievements. Mm-hmm. He is also now in the top 10,000 of the True Achievement leaderboard. So, congratulations there, Mario. Nice. P-Tart has won 11,500 achievements. Pretty. So, congratulations. It's very pretty. (laughs) Sasha Morning has reached a new milestone of 625 completed games, which means I need to start moving because that means Sasha Morning's catching me. (laughs) Uh, The Tominator is now in the top 5,000 of GamerScore leaderboard for adventure games. So, kind of specific, but awesome. Nice. Professor Pluto has reached a new milestone of 500,000 true achievement score. So good job there, Pluto. And then Kingsman, 2625, has reached a new milestone of 12,000 achievements won. Nice. So congratulations to all our milestone people this oh, week. Oh, I have one to add. Have at it? Ooh, 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 what? Ooh, our illustrious Thomas actually hit a triple milestone last week. And yes. you're not going to believe this. He finished a Bethesda RPG in one sitting. He, I don't know what Ooh. he was doing. It's Shut the Fallout front door. Fallout 3 PC. Wow. I don't know. He must have just had the day free, and he just banged it out in one day. No potty breaks either. That's impressive. So that was his 85th completion, and he got 135,000 gamer score and 170,000 true achievement score. So good job, Thomas. We salute you. Good job, buddy. All right. And Rocker, if you'd like to let us know who survived round one of the UHH knockouts. Sure thing, will do. 
in no particular order, ex yeah, no particular order, we have Big L, and he talked his way to a 16 to 14 advancement in the UHH. Sniper L. Otherwise known <laughs> as the uh. <laughs> Next on the list is Matrark. Listen, Kenny, Matrark. See, Corey she, gets it. She, cla <laughs> she classified, as in the Dewey Decimal System, a win oh, nice. at nice. 7 to 3. Very nice. Yep. <laughs> I'd explain it so you know. <laughs> make it funny. Kronos had a timely 13 to 11 victory. Nice. Skeptical Mario out preloads his opponent, his <laughs> opponent, at 14 to 11. Wakapel quickly won 17 to 15 this week, and Chin Doctor outlived What the Fug at 18 to 17. Oh, that was a great matchup. Uh, good, good job by both of them because it was it was fun to watch uh, Chin have to sweat it out a little bit during the week because he's very good at these competitions, and uh, Fug definitely gave him a run for his money there. Absolutely, he did. Good job, Fug, and to all the other winners. Like I said in Discord, Fug's one fatal error was going to sleep. <laughs> Chin is a robot and does not need sleep. That matchup was also really interesting since they get here. Yeah. Quiet. <laughs> I think that's the opposite of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, Just kidding. Speaking of Power Rangers, oh. Okay, so the main topic we want to discuss is Extra Life. This is why we have our illustrious guest, Dave, with us. So, Dave, why don't you go ahead, tell us about Extra Life, what you'll be doing, whatnot. Sure. So, for those who don't know, uh, I've been doing Extra Life for six years. Um, it is a charity to raise money for the Children's Miracle Network hospitals um, across the U.S. and Canada. So, there's a total of 170 different hospitals that you can choose from. Um, when somebody signs up to play for Extra Life, they're saying that they're going to give their time uh, like a 24-hour marathon to play games. Um, so, think of it more like a... Uh, Walkathon or a danceathon or something like that. You get people to sponsor you a dollar an hour, five dollars an hour. Here's fifty dollars. Um, basically, all that money instead of them walk walking or uh, doing a danceathon, they are playing video games. We're gamers. That's what we like to do, and we like to give back as well, back to the kids that could really use it. So the way that we do that is we sign up to uh, to play, and then people sponsor us, and we raise money for our hospital. Um, the reason that I have uh, basically given a lot to this particular charity is because um, they give a hundred percent of whatever you raise to the hospital of your choice uh, they don't take out little fees here and there whatever you actually make goes to that hospital um, basically they're umbrellaed directly underneath of the children's miracle network hospitals so they take care of all the background stuff they take care of the paperwork legal fees website fees things like that um, what you're doing for your cause is going to your hospital of choice so that's one reason that I, I have chosen to, uh, to continue to support this charity. Um, the other ways that I've supported this charity is I am a uh, guild member of the Philadelphia Guild. Um, and what that means is we go out to different events and tell people about Extra Life to get more people to sign up. And uh, when more people sign up, it means more money is going towards either the hospital that I'm going for or another hospital that needs it as well. So um, I don't mind going out there, spending a weekend at a particular con and 
uh, sitting at a table and telling people about the different uh, ways that they can join and how easy it is to, you know, just share it on your Facebook page, share it on Twitter, uh, just send an email to friends and family saying, hey, I'm playing games and um, I'd be great if you could help sponsor me. Um, the other nice thing is, is that nobody ever comes and hunts you down. So if you can't do all 24 hours, uh, certain old people in the room here, um, fall asleep or whatever it might be, completely understandable. In which case, you can do uh, six four-hour streams, four six-hour streams, or hey, guess what? I'm only going to do an eight-hour stream. Uh, that's what I can give you one weekend throughout the whole year. Just going to do a small one. Uh, the main ben the main thing is, is that you're raising the money for the kids. So. Um, and you can do it wherever you want to. You can do it at your house, your friend's house, uh, get a couple people together, rent out a bowling alley and bowl for a couple hours. Any form of gaming counts. Video games, board games, card games. Um, there was a family that did a wiffle ball tournament in their backyard for a few hours and then came inside and shot pool for the rest of the night. It counts. Um, I also heard somebody fished for 24 hours and it counted. So we'll take it. <laughs> anything to, to help <laughs> yes, out. Yes, that's so. a game. <laughs> Did they catch anything? Uh, I, uh, more than a cold, yes. And, yes. Uh, <laughs> so. Um, so, so what initially... Now, first, how long have you been uh, participating in Extra Life? What's... This is my sixth year doing it on the books. Um, I basically started doing it because I found out about it through the hospital. Um, actually, I heard about it on a podcast um, from that podcast, looked into it and said, oh, this supports the hospital that my children go to. Um, both of my children were born with metabolic conditions, so they see doctors and nurses at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia um, at least once a year. Um, and they have a bit of metabolic, excuse me, metabolic condition that um, when they get sick, uh, you and I get sick, we get the flu, we throw up, we have other issues. We, our body has fats that can break down and sustain us so that we can continue on, you know, maybe not feeling great, but we can get through the day. Um, with them, unfortunately, they have no stored units, so they can't um, contain themselves. So when they get sick, we have to take them over to the ER. Um, and in the ER, they get um, IV fluids and they stay for anywhere from one to the longest stay we had was five nights. Um, and when we've been at the hospital, um, specifically we go to Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, the staff are just amazing. They, you know, they, they want to be there. They give of themselves. They make the kids feel comfortable. They make the families feel comfortable. Um, so initially my daughter was diagnosed a couple days after birth. We got a call at 2 a.m. in the morning saying, hey, how is everything going? And we're like, why are you calling us so late? And they explained what this was. Um, her numbers were rather high on the scale. Um, basically, the way they found it is they do a heel prick test where they um, get a little blood out, out of the heel of the baby, and then they test it for any strange diseases. Um, this one, this disease that they have, has only been researched since, I think, 2007. Prior to, prior to that, um, a lot of these cases, unfortunately, were SIDS cases where they don't know why the baby passed, but the actual reason was was because they weren't fed every few hours, their blood sugar dropped, and unfortunately passed away. So um, the other reason that I do it is when my son was born, uh, he was born uh, a couple weeks premature and unfortunately had to go to the NICU at our local hospital, um, at which point um, both of his lungs collapsed and they had to put him on machine to keep him going. And we immediately said, let's get him up to CHOP because we know that, you know, we've been through them. We know that we feel more comfortable there. And as soon as we got him there, it was more of a sigh of relief of, he's here, we're good. You know, anything can happen, but this is where we want to be with him, that, that we can get through this. So um, he spent the first 11 days of his life on um, 
in a in a hospital room and we were there with him and they they like I said made us feel completely comfortable and did whatever they could for him um now when they're older and they go in the hospital same thing they come to their bedside they play games with them they educate them um if there's anything that's odd on testing they bring the parents out and explain it to them um they let you kind of be a part of the rounds when they go through so it's just just really an informative hospital um and the one thing that a lot of people don't know about the hospital is is that all children's medical network hospitals are non-profit meaning that whatever money they get goes back into the system if there's somebody that can't pay a bill they're not going to have that pressure of you need to pay this bill or else somebody's going to take care of it um you know it's not not that they just take everybody in and say oh don't worry about it but the ones who can't it's definitely there so um that's uh, another reason that I, that I support this hospital yeah um i personally don't have any kids yet but a buddy of mine his son uh, it's been a few years and i don't remember what exactly what it was but he had some sort of heart condition or whatever and he had to spend i think believe it was like the first three or four weeks in the children's hospital of philadelphia chop is what they call it for short and uh yeah everything that him and his wife said and everyone at visit just remarkable staff uh and like you said uh you know how parents you know they don't have to worry about the bills he was one of them at the time he was unemployed and everything was just taken care of and this is a fantastic charity the children's hospitals are great i would agree absolutely yeah so now you said so six years on the books right with with extra life Mm -hmm. um now obviously the extra life has grown a lot i know that there are other venues through which people can contribute to extra life it's not just this one um event but what's your experience been with the 24-hour marathon how have you grown and changed with it over the past six years that you've approached it um basically the first year i just shared on facebook um you know once every two to three hours at the beginning hey what am i getting myself into Uh, a couple hours later uh hey we're still going we're now playing this game um, I didn't have anything to stream with, but at the same point was just keeping my family and friends notified of what was going on, and we would still receive donations throughout the day. Um, as it's grown at this point, now that I have the equipment to stream, I happily stream the entire thing. Uh, we've turned this into uh, the past three, four years at this point, uh, three or four years. One, one, I forget which year we started it, but pretty much it's an open door policy at my house. Um, at 8 a.m. on game day, which this year is November 3rd, um, we go ahead and uh, let anybody know who wants to stop by. Go ahead and stop by, and we will have board games, card games, uh, video games going the entire time. Um, and I have been able to stream the entire event where. If I'm not on the main picture, I'll jump off, go grab some lunch or something, and somebody else will jump in my seat for a little while. Or we'll go to go to camera two, which has got you know just basically the living room TV with a bunch of people playing on it. Um, last year awesome. was our biggest year as far as the amount that we personally raised um, as a team, and then also the amount of people that showed up to play. I think we had 22 people in and out of this house at one point. Wow, I think awesome. there was awesome. about 14 all at once, and then you know just throughout would be jumping in and out. So. Yeah, it's great. That sounds great. Yeah, and now, do you have any particular plans when you go in? Like, I know some people, when they're building their streams for Extra Life, they say they're going to go for X amount of gamer score, or they're going to uh, have a schedule from 2 to 5, we're going to play this, and 5 to 6. Do, do you approach it that way, or is it more just kind of you go with the flow of what happens through the day? 
Um, it's kind of been go with the flow. We definitely want to get a little bit more organized this year. Um, I know I'm going to be sharing streams with other people that are that are doing it as well. Um, I might have, especially with the uh, capabilities that Mixer has of sharing, and, and you can watch two or three people doing it, but only be listening to one person's audio, even if they're not playing the same game or something like that. Uh, so I think we're going to go ahead and team up and do some of those things. Um, I invested a little bit more into a couple more cameras this year, a couple more microphones, a few more setups. Um, we always have about, I think, five or six TVs at least going with different game systems on them. People bring their, you know, obviously cell phones and tablets to do some per uh, personal gaming, mobile gaming. Um, and then we have um, the one year we did a six-hour played every single cards in the Card Against Humanity deck, the big, Whoa. big black oh, wow. box or whatever it's called yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, that, we had every awesome. single one of those cards played by the end so um that was just uh that was in the middle of the night when the kids were asleep we just sat down and did that so um, kids definitely need to, be, need to be asleep for that one. Oh yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah during the daytime it's pretty much the kids will jump on play for a little bit and and we'll you know say okay now let somebody else play and um they'll, <laughs> they're happy to do that you know we'll play more of the kid-centric games or more of the party games um last year we did speed runners for about four hours Wow. Um, we did uh, a little bit of the um, overcooked for for about an hour or two. Um, so a lot of the, and uh, and Jackbox Party Pack is always included on our mm -hmm. streams. Um, prior prior to that, Rock Band was a big one that we did. Um, so yeah, we just whatever somebody wants to bring a system with them and set it up. And we had one guy that just wanted to play by himself in the corner. And hey, he was here. He could at least hear us and talk with us. So uh, <laughs> whoever, however you want to participate is great. Any specific games you're going to be playing? Like um, video games? I'm usually a little bit more prepared, but unfortunately with the past month of mine, I am not yeah, quite there yet. I'm, I still have some plans. Um, the thing that I usually like to do and I've started to do is uh, I've been doing the uh, Free Code Friday, where every Friday I'll put up that anybody that had donated to my, uh, to my um, campaign can get a raffle ticket basically for every $5 that you've donated. Um, but if you can't donate and you just want to be able to share and share the word that I'm doing it, then you get a, a raffle ticket that way too. Um, and that's been seeming to do a lot more for me this year a lot quicker. Um, typically on game day, I do raise quite a bit just for fr from friends and family that uh, only look at Facebook and don't look at Twitter or whatever. Um, but uh, that's what I've been. That's been my strategy this year. Um, I also have a few raffle baskets. I have a few vendors in the area that have donated a few things this year, so it's gonna be a little bit bigger that way too. So I wish I didn't have some issues this past month that I could have focused a little more on it and gotten more uh, photos and things like that, so everybody can see what we're doing. But. We will be doing that very shortly between this week and next week. Make sure everybody knows a couple weeks out what we're doing. So keep a, keep a, an eye out for all that. So when exactly are you going to be streaming? Like which days so we know when to We watch? I am going to do the National Day. Um, the National Day of Play is November 3rd to the 4th. Um, 8 a.m. Eastern time is when I will start and 8 a.m. Uh, the following day is when we will end. Um, that is when they turn the clocks back. So we get 25 <laughs> hours instead of 24 oh. hours. <laughs> and they've done that the last two years. And I don't think they're going to change that. This is the third year in a row that they're doing it. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. But now, do you <laughs> typically get through the full now 25 hours? Or do you tend to catch a little nap here and there? I have made it every year. Wow. Um, I have nice. one friend that the first two years made it with me the entire time. Um, the third year he was moving or something like that, so he only came for a part of it. 
Um, I have a cousin and her boyfriend, and they usually stop by. They made it about 21, 22 hours. Um, however, they're EMTs, and they worked the night before. So wow. they really <laughs> they, they put in a lot more time <laughs> than, really than I did. So I, I was like, you, you guys made it. I'm counting it. Don't don't worry. <laughs> so. And um, we'll definitely make sure to highlight, like, your specific um, donation page information and where people can find you on Twitter. Um, but generally, if people are looking for information about Extra Life, about streaming, about the National Day of Play, uh, where can people find this information online, on Twitter, on Facebook? Um, if you go directly to their website, extra-life.org, um, that is the website where you can go to sign up uh, to donate. Uh, you can look for a specific person or a specific team that you might want to donate to. Um, the one thing that I did want to mention, since you just said um, learn about streaming, they do have an area where you can download resources. You can download backgrounds and things like that for your stream. Um, you can download um, different uh, commercials to put on when you need a bathroom break. Basically, the commercials are just stories about some of the kids that have been in the hospitals and stuff like that. So that's really neat to see. Um, but that is neat. That they actually yeah, thought that out. Yeah, and that's been changing. That's something they added uh, about two years ago that they started doing that because a lot more people are starting to stream. Now, I say a lot more people, but the amount of people that are actually um, involved with it, it's actually, I think they said only between 10 to 13% that actually stream. Um, everybody else is word of mouth. Everybody else is just posting on Facebook, posting on Twitter. So if somebody doesn't have the means to stream, please don't feel like you could join, uh, that you can't join and can't try to participate in this uh, great effort. Um, you you can. You, you just send out the emails, you send out the Facebook updates, Twitter, Instagram, however you like to communicate with your social network um, and let them know what you're doing and you, you're going to get donations. Um, it, it, you'd be surprised at what you get your first year. Has anyone else here participated in Extra Life before? I have only participated as a donor. Yeah, yeah, same, same here. Uh, just donating and to be honest, kind of getting in this process and talking about it even more. Uh, it's probably been on my mind past week the most but i think next year i'm going to go for it and uh host my own campaign seems like a good thing to do yeah i've donated and then i had a friend that was doing streaming and then also like tabletop games so i actually went to his house and played tabletop games for like four or five hours yeah it's definitely helpful when you have somebody that wants to just stop by and and keep you awake for a little while Exactly. This is like an hour, like eighteen mm-hmm. or something like that. That he would. Is anyone out there? So. Can you come <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah last year, bring me a red collapsed bowl. a little early on me, and I, I uh, pulled up. Uh, what was it? Oh, it was when we were doing Plants vs Zombies: Garden Warfare. So I just pulled that up and like started playing, and people were talking to me in the stream, like, "Oh, can I join?" I'm like, "Yes, yes, please join me." I don't even know how good you are or what you do, but I'm not that great either. Um, so yeah, I mean, those are just the important things to remember. You don't have to stream. Um, you don't have to think you have too small a social network to, to get the word out about it. Uh, you really you don't have to be a good gamer to participate. Uh, you don't have to do the 24 hours. Um, there's a lot of non-regulations to this thing, and that's, like I said, because they really want you to, to get the word out and to try to get donations. Um, you can collect donations all year long, and um, also you do not have to do it on the actual uh, day, game of, excuse me, day of gaming. Um, on that day, if you do participate and you are streaming, if you use the hashtag Extra Life in your stream title, you may end up on the front page of Twitch because they grab random people that have that oh, cool. and they throw them up there for anywhere from 15 minutes to I had a friend that was up there for about an hour. Um, and his stream views jumped through the roof because of that and his donations did too. So um, the more the more you do, the more you can definitely earn, but every little bit helps. 
a couple little things you had mentioned too uh, about signing up and joining a team. So it's not too late to sign up. And not uh, people, how do people go about joining teams? Are you on a team? I know you mentioned uh, you were on one last year. Is that still something you're continuing to do? Yes, and I I've, I've spoken with a couple of community members around different uh, podcasts. Are they called? Is that what those things are? People listen to. <laughs> it's, a, um, it's a new term. A new term, yeah, thing. something like that. You <laughs> fandangled kids and your electronic devices. Um, so yeah, basically uh, this year, um, a bunch of friends that normally are on my team unfortunately weren't aren't able to participate with new babies, new houses, whatever it may be. Um, so I was kind of by myself on a team. What I thought to do was basically uh, ask the fellow podcast community friends and family members, hey, what do you think about trying to raise some more funds for the kids? So I have created a team page, um, and the team page is titled – no, I don't even remember title it. What did I title it, guys? Um, the Gaming Podcast Communities United. Something long and ridiculous because I just had to come up with something. Um, basically, it will be your community, the Achievement Hunting 101 – uh, the Z to Z podcast and Real Gamer Score podcast, all of us together trying to raise funds for the kids. Um, so some of the podcasters themselves will be joining, and we're also asking that some of the community members maybe uh, pop on there and join as well. Um, because it is late in the year, if you don't think that you can join, you don't think you're going to have the time before the end of the year, um, then go ahead and stop by that particular page. Um, basically, just go to extra-life.org. Um, go ahead and uh, click in the upper right-hand corner to search for a player or team, um, and you can just put in podcast, and we're one of the four that shows up there. Um, you can click on that, and it'll show you who's on the team. Um, and if you'd like to join the team, you click the button that says join the team, and then you can sign up there to participate. When you do that, it'll ask you which hospital you want to join. Um, if you have a hospital near you, you can specifically say, choose the closest one for me. Or if there's one that means a lot to you, maybe a family member in another state had a child go through something at a specific hospital, you could choose that particular hospital. Um, and then I think there's two or three generic ones that are uh, like most needed. So some hospitals don't get as many participants and they'll basically take that in as a general pool and they will add some funds to those particular hospitals. Um, so and and uh, they do allow for international. Um, so anybody that's in another country can can join in and do that. Um, and anyone in Canada, something they literally just changed after this is the tenth year of Extra Life. Actually, I forgot to mention that. Um, it for the past years, if you were in Canada and you uh, there's hospitals that you race for in Canada, they had to use U.S. funds to do the donation. So they would have to use a conversion unit to to figure out what you're donating in U.S. funds. And then they would have to reconvert that back to Canadian funds. And it's not quite one-to-one -one, uh, ratio, you know, when you're making that change. So unfortunately, money has gotten lost in transactions due to the fact that, you know, the, uh, the, the dollar changes its value and whatnot. Um, now, this year officially, as of two months ago, Canadian funds are fully accepted. Um, you can use PayPal, you can use credit card, whatever you'd like. Um, you can hand a check to one of the gamers that's playing. Um, however you'd like to help, it's available there. Question. Sure. You've been doing this six years now? Yes, I have. Have you ever played anything with regards to or planned on any specific achievements in your planning for the uh, extra life? Um, not particularly yet. Something to possibly be determined. Like <laughs> um, a milestone. Yeah, or that's that's what we anything. might do. 
Um, okay. I the only thing that we've really done is saying since we have used Jackbox Party Pack in the past couple of years, there's obviously very easy ones. We're going to play this until everybody gets the full list of achievements, and sometimes we have to sign off and let the other person jump on and let them be number one, and you know, so so we've done things like that. Um, uh, and you know, I'm I, I do play for fun. I don't know if okay. you have to bleep that out or not, but so I, I got all the other consoles standing behind me. You know, I do play on the NES, I played the GameCube last year for quite a bit. Um, plus, with the kids being more involved, I like to show them some of the older consoles as well because they know pl- plenty about, you know, oh, let me play Minecraft. No, you're not going to take the TV for the next four hours. You can go ahead and play one of these and I'll show you how to use it. And, you know, we sit down with them and do that. Um, plus the, the generic kids board games as well. We played Operation for a little bit the one time. We played Uno, things like that. So no particular goals uh, that I've gone for. But this year we're, we're going to try something, I think. nothing. It, it should pop up on my Twitter shortly. Do you have any particular highlight type memories from this other other than the warm fuzzy feeling that comes with doing amazing stuff and using a hobby we love to raise money for this wonderful cause but anything that stands out over the last six years of participating in extra life um stories i would say the biggest thing is if you go to my page um and actually i just updated it today if you go to my page every year i put uh gamer um extended goals like kind of think of when you're you're donating to um, uh, Kickstarter or something. They've got different goals that are, they're going to put up there. And every time I hit one of those goals, I do a certain thing. So every year when I hit $250, I take a pie to the face. Something silly, something <laughs> stupid. Everybody likes to see it. Um, <laughs> every year when I hit $500, I wear a certain onesie for the entire event. Um, and every year it's been something just a little more ridiculous. Last year it was a rainbow-colored zebra onesie. Uh, the year before that, it was a pink bunny rabbit. And this year, to be announced, drumroll please, we have a purple Care Bear. That's right, folks. I will be <laughs> Share Bear from the Care Bears this year. If we hit $500 before I start, I will wear it for the entire 25 hours. Um, <laughs> if you hit then... 600 do you have to walk outside your house and shout Care Bear stare in front of your neighbors? You get me to 600, we could do that, you know. All right. <laughs> we can add these little On ones. Camera, That's fine. Just to start your stream at 8 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. why not? Um, and then uh, every year so far when I've hit $1,000, kind of what you're saying there, I did have to leave the house in outfit. And I would have to go to <laughs> one of the conventions that I go to with the Extra Life Guild and be at the booth in that particular onesie for the entire time. Uh, two <laughs> wow, years ago, I had to be in the pink bunny costume, and it was at the Greater Philadelphia Comic Con, and um, <laughs> I got a chance to meet LeVar Burton awesome. in my pink bunny costume. <laughs> Very awesome. <laughs> and luckily for me, uh, he did the thing with Rooster Teeth a few years ago where he read um, Go to Sleep. Uh, let's just yes. leave it at that. Um, he read that on their stream. So as soon as I said, I did this for extra life, he was like, I got it. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, that, that's just something fun. I like to do a little bit embarrassing. Uh, last year I also did when I hit $750, I put glitter in my beard and had a glitter beard for the entire thing. Um, so yeah, we, we just try to find fun ways to make you want to help me get to those points. Um, just because like I said, we're giving back to the kids, but at the same point, I like to play games, so this isn't too much of a push for me. I mean, 24, 25 hours is definitely a push, but it's something that I would definitely try to do anyway. Very nice. Fun. Very nice. That's amazing. Now, you spoke a little bit about the guild, and you had mentioned it earlier as well. Yes. Uh, but if someone is interested in a guild, how do they get in touch with one? What does being in a guild entail? 
when you actually join, I believe there's a spot that says, would you like to hear from your local hospital directly? Um, they did change it uh, where everything was done through their community forums. Um, now, pretty much, if you go to Facebook and look for your specific hospital and type in fa- um, Extra Life Guild, you'll probably find it. Um, and those are official sites at this point. You can start uh, learning about some of the stuff there, and they'll definitely let you know. Usually, most of them have a monthly meeting where it's either a phone call or a come down to the hospital and do something. Um, this this year is the first year. Um, I think next week they're going to do a gaming day with the kids um, at my hospital. So I'm going to try to get down there to actually do that as well, where I can spend a few hours at the hospital, play some games with the kids, make them smile, you know, have fun with them. Um, not necessarily to raise funds, but to give back. So you know, that, that's something that we're we're looking to do. Um, I know a few other guilds have gone into the hospitals, and um, sometimes when the kids are sick, they'll have, or I'm not, not even sometimes, pretty much every hospital has like a, a PlayStation 2, a PlayStation 3 in the room, an Xbox, uh, you know, mobile carts that they can bring in that the kids can play games while they're there so that they have that little feel of home while they're there. Um, so I know one guild went in and cleaned all of the machines and, you know, made sure everything was organized and scratch discs got replaced and they made lists and stuff like that. Um, so it just depends on what your guild is into, but usually it's going out to events, letting people know about Extra Life, trying to get more people to sign up, because the more people that sign up, the more we can do. Um, last year, total Extra Life, uh, raised, uh, over $11 million. Wow. So, and that went awesome. between the 170 hospitals. So, yeah, it's great. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's, that's fantastic. Anyone else? We spoke a lot generally. What about specifically for you? Where can people find your donation page, your Twitter, anything else that's related to your Extra Life efforts, and where will you be streaming this year? Sure. Um, so you can find me over on, I think I'm going to actually, I, I chose Mixer, la- I chose Twitch last year. I've been streaming on Mixer quite a bit now. Um, I'm probably going to use some of that software that lets you do both, like a restream or something like that. Um, but I'll probably be over on Mixer.com slash Doughboy. You can find me over there. Uh, D-O-U-G-H-B-O-Y-E-E. That's where that extra E comes from. Um, and uh, you should be able to find me streaming on November 3rd, like I said. Um, other than that, uh, follow me on Twitter at Doughboy. Um, uh, Xbox, same thing. You know, I kind of grab that name every, every chance I get. Um, if you want to join yourself, like we said, go to extra-life.org. Uh, my specific page is extra-life.org backslash participant black backsplash doughboy yep i said splash i heard it <laughs> uh, <laughs> can also use the search gamer feature correct you can, you find absolutely you under that name. yes right. and i believe i have it listed as both either doughboy or you can find me at dave soto awesome and your uh, free code friday giveaways are very good i i picked up one once i wound up with virginia which was awesome so thank you so much for running that and no giving problem. the opportunity to do that sure Thank you for your donation. Um, And yeah, and with those, I always do what I've planned on doing is typically uh, a couple years ago, I did one week where I did giveaways every day and, you know, things like that. This year I chose every Friday. I'm going to go ahead and just do a free code Friday. Major Nelson doesn't have a stronghold on it. He's got no copyright. (laughs) So I went ahead and started using that hashtag and people found it and started following me and doing giveaways that way. Um, and my my main thing is is that if you donate, uh, you're going to be on that list the entire year. So there's a chance you might still end up with something else before the end of the year. You never know. Cool. Donate early, donate often. You got it. <laughs> Speaking of donating often, 
like I said, I could I could make this a three hour show, but I don't want to do that to you guys. But there is an option that if you um, do want to make a larger donation, but you can't do it all at once, you can choose to do a monthly donation, and you choose the particular date. And every fifteenth, it'll pull five dollars. Every fifteenth, it'll pull ten dollars. You know, whatever you'd like to do. That way, you can give a little bit larger donation instead of trying to do it all at once. So that is something uh, that's also that's available. All right. So before we continue on, we here at the Achievement Hunting Podcast, we are have our own donation for you. Uh, we're going to be able to supply you with a game of your choice, whatever you want it to be. So if you would like the chance of having a full retail game, be sure to keep an eye out on all of Dave's social medias and his, and his page. Uh, he'll have more information later on what exactly that game is that he's given out. It's of his choice, whatever he wants. And how to enter for it. And how to enter. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it. Of course. Well, thank you yeah. very much for coming sure. on the podcast. No problem. And thank and you for, for everything supporting you're doing. a wonderful yeah. charity. Okay, so we have one community question that we want to get to. Community question is, are you a fan of achievements and title updates? Which games did it well and which did it poorly? Conversely, do you buy DLC if it doesn't have achievements? Let's kick it over to Dave first. You're your esteemed guest. What do you think? Title updates are wonderful because that usually means free stuff. <laughs> we like to take that. Um, the downside is, is sometimes people can throw a ton of achievements in there and throw them consistently. Uh, you know, we've got the, the title updates from um, Minecraft consistently adding five or six achievements. Usually they're not too hard if you use some cheats and whatnot, but um, it, it does make a lot of the games continue on. Uh, there are games that do it wrong. Um, Gems of War is getting a little excessive with what they're asking you to do in order <laughs> to, that was gonna get, brought up. to get all of them. Extremely. Um, and I know Matrock knows a lot about that as well. So. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then DLC, do I buy it? I do buy DLC. Um, I am a game hoarder. Um, make sure you get that whole word in there, game hoarder. <laughs> and uh, I will buy pretty much almost anything that's on sale and then look at my backlog and go, why did you do that? You have so much already. Um, but if there's DLC, I'm typically going to pick that up when it's on sale because it usually doesn't happen too often. Um, but if it's not on sale and it's something that I think I'm going to get around to at some point, I'll go ahead and buy it ahead of time. Yeah. Oh, what do you think? I just wanted to thank uh, Skeptical Mario for the question, by the way. Um, I'll answer the second question first. Actually, the question was, do you buy DLC if it doesn't have achievements? And I have done this twice, actually. The first time I did this was in the game N+. And a DLC came out that had extra co-op levels. So I got that with no achievements because I had three friends that came over for the initial group that did have achievements. And we just had nonstop laughing and fighting, and it was great. So we did that one. That helps because it's actually a good game. Yes. Another 360 game that I remembered recently that I did this for was um, Lara Croft and the Guardian of Light. We got my co-op partner and I finished the game, and we bought the DLC, added a few extra levels with no achievements. It was probably only a dollar or two for the DLC, so we did it. Other than that, usually not. And as far as g games with good title updates, Titanfall comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Very much agreed. Not only were the achievements good, but the, the game changed tremendously. 
adding uh, the frontier defense and all kinds of great maps and modes. Corey? DLC, yeah. Uh, DLC without achievements, most likely not. I can't think of a time where I've did that. Um, as far as title updates go, you know, like Dave said, free, they're usually free. You know, free achievements is always a good thing. Um, obviously, Minecraft is the first to come to mind uh, with its many, many title updates. Uh, fortunately, those have been all easy, like he said. Uh, you can usually download a world to help you get them, and they're not too bad. One, though, that I don't really like, but at the same time, I don't know enough to know if they're bad, is Gears of War 4, if you know. Uh, they, I think they've released five, if I counted correctly, and I think they're about to do another one. Um, and they usually are a handful of achievements, uh, but I think that they're generally uh, very in-game-ish and grindy, uh, which I don't like. One, I, I don't care for the part of the game that they usually uh, are accustomed to, which is like multiplayer stuff from what I'm looking at. Some, um, some story stuff as well. But what I do know about them is that they're retroactive. So if you've already done them, uh, they usually pop upon launch or you can even open the phone app sometimes. So that's good to do uh, for your players who've already done that. But uh, don't make extra grind for no reason, you know. So give and take there. And to wake them up, let's hear from Ryan. I'm awake. I'm listening. <laughs> I'm taking in all the information. Sure. Processing. Um, for title updates, yeah, I mean, I don't mind them i don't have to spend any money on the dlc then uh like was said titanfall great title update adding frontier defense was huge because um, i actually like that mode another one that i was thinking of was a uh, hitchhiker on windows 10 which actually pretty much doubled the game for free which was pretty neat uh but it's not a very great game but it, it was cool that it doubled the achievements and almost doubled the achievements but Made the game a little bit longer. Um, DLC without achievements. I have bought some uh, with DLC with no achievements. Uh, Forza, those games for the car packs, which don't necessarily give you achievements. It might make doing some of the stuff with cars easier, but I figured there's certain model cars I wanted, so I got the DLC. And then uh, songs for Guitar Hero. I, mean, I was going to make I think that all song. of us in here has probably done that. Done. <laughs> I did not think so, of that. I mean, yeah, so, I mean, though I don't... They don't have achievements, but they definitely make the game more fun because there's more songs to play. So, yeah, I mean, I do that 99% of the time. Will I buy DLC that doesn't have achievements? No, but in certain those couple of games, yeah, why not? Gives me more enjoyment of the game. Makes the game last longer. Yeah, with that mentioned. Yeah, because you don't need games to play a bit of DLC without achievements in it then. I bought a ton of music on Rock Band and Guitar Hero. They may not have achievements that are specific to the songs, but at least they can help you get achievements in the base game that may have been more difficult otherwise, right? Right. Well, Rock Band especially, I think, didn't Rock Band have a couple ones for the drums where there was a couple songs you could download that basically had eight notes for expert <laughs> right. drum? Yeah. yeah, Nirvana's Polly, I think, was the big one yeah. that people grabbed I think for so. the 100% drum achievement. Yeah. Yes. And the Metallica Death Magnetic for Guitar Hero 3 made a, a million points easier, I believe. 
It definitely did. All Nightmare Long is like nine minutes. Before Michelle goes, I thought of another one that you might not think of because it's already got 8 million achievements, which is uh, Halo Master Chief Collection. I was going to mention that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, the first couple of updates had 50 achievements each, and then there was a third update with one achievement. But then ODST was another title update that had 99 achievements. So if you didn't have enough achievements, they added 200 more with title updates. Was ODST not DLC? <laughs> I think ODST... I thought well, I thought ODST was free for a little while to people who were early adopters of oh, yes. Halo Master Chief Collection yes. because it was so broken. Oh, yeah, and then that it was DLC. DLC yes, got it free. later on. So that's kind of a tricky okay. one. That would be like saying you know you got your Ori H or no Ori's not a good example. Castle Crashers remaster and and considering it like a free title update. It's it's not. It was like a bonus for being an oh, early yes. adopter. Okay, yeah, for okay. me it was a title update. Right. Right. Well, right. TA says add on, so take that, <laughs> Darn. buddy. Uh, TA. Master Chief Collection, uh, I think, actually did it right and it did it poorly. ODST, I think, I'm going to consider it a title update. I didn't pay for it. I think that was a good. That was a good title update. Lots of new achievements added a whole game, but it also did it very poorly in Spartan Ops. The Spartan Ops achievements are horrible. Having to beat every single one by yourself on Legendary is mind-numbing and just horrible. And tell us how you really... <laughs> that, that... Uh, we're running to the end of the show, so I probably shouldn't do that. Truth. It's getting kind of late. <laughs> um, you know, the Gears of War 4, uh, I guess gems to some degree, because Dave, you're correct. I play a lot of gems, and I feel like they have uh, something that knows exactly when I'm about to pop the last achievement to finally re-earn that completion, and then they put out a new title update, and it's awful. But um, Gears, they've built their title updates to reward people who have played consistently since launch. I think that's actually the intention behind them. So it's bad for people like us who you know played when it came out, and, and I know you said, Corey, you don't really play those game modes at all, but people who have since moved on to other things. But the people who have stuck with the game consistently, as you said, many of those achievements are retroactive, and I think that's what they're going for. They're trying to reward those gamers who have stuck with the game. Um, another game with title updates that have been quite good that we didn't discuss uh, was Rocket League. Rocket League also had oh, some yeah. great additional free content, added new game modes. Uh, the arenas don't really change much in terms of the gameplay, but every time they drop a title update and we all go, okay, let's go get those achievements, and we sit there and go, this game is so much fun, and we need the title updates to get us back to it. Uh, but they do a great job with those, too. And, and you know free and the content's all good uh of course there are loot boxes also that come along with it so they have a way to monetize and make something off of these title updates but you're not obligated so that's that's good for everybody yeah i definitely agree with that weren't there a couple of games where people were really pissed that achievements came out like four years later were any of those title updates or were those all dlc the one that comes to mind right away is Phantom Breaker, I want to say, yeah, had a, a DLC that came out. Oh, that's no, right. it might have. I don't know, but yes, it came it was, out. It was it DLC. DLC. It was Do DLC. Sixty games have title updates. Um, yes, they do. Yeah, Minecraft. Gears yes, of War they Three do. had some title updates. That uh, yes. Minecraft has a title update, which is still broken for the achievements, but it has a title <laughs> right. title update. <laughs> right. Phantom Breaker's Battlegrounds. 
yeah, it was four years later, and then new DLC scanned in, and everybody was very confused by this. But at least it actually worked. It wasn't something where it, it it the content was somehow broken or something. It just came back to it a long time later for whatever reason. So, Dave, you were saying they were playing eight hours of Rocket League during the Extra Life? <laughs> we might be able to do something. Yeah. Oh, okay. Do it. Now, uh, when you play Jackbox Party Pack, are you going to make sure to tweet out your room code so you can get an audience going? Oh, yeah. So people can yep. view on... Oh, awesome. Yeah, are you planning it's... to play all of them or, or the newest one? You just kind of run through them all? Um, it just randomly depends on what people want to play. Like, uh, Fibbage usually is one of the bigger mm-hmm. ones here. Um, Quiplash. What's that? Quiplash. Quiplash, yes. That's the other one that we, we typically jump on. Um, we tried some of the newer ones last year, and people just weren't into them for some reason. I like the, what's the uh, horror one? The horror trivia oh, from from the third one. Um, but nobody else seemed to get into it, so we'll skip that <laughs> one. Uh, Drawful winds up pretty popular anytime I'm playing Jackbox-related stuff, too. All right, guys, that about does it for this show. Unless anyone has any more thoughts or comments they'd like to say. I just want to, again, say thank you to Dave for coming on and joining us and for everything you've done with Extra Life and promoting it and getting the word out there. Sure, absolutely. Thanks for giving me another platform to do so. Yeah, like she said, thank you for coming on. Uh, One more time, why don't you plug all your things, your Twitter, your Extra Life stream where people can donate. Go ahead and run through it all once once more. Sure, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, (laughs) Instagram, uh, Mixer. Just look for Doughboy, D-O-U-G-H-B-O-Y-E-E. I've kind of cornered the market on that one, so you look for me at any one of those places, you'll usually find me. Um, typically on my Twitter stream is where you're going to find most of the stuff um, going live here. going to do this, that. Uh, here's a prize that I just that got. Um, I typically update there more than I do on Facebook. Um, and then typically about two weeks or so, I'll probably maybe even do one tonight on uh, TA directly. I will go ahead and start uh, using their little um, forum area that I can, or not forum, I'm sorry, the uh, blog posts that you can update and uh, let people know what we have going on there too. So um, you will all see some great prizes coming in from people that have donated, including this great podcast. And I thank you once again, guys, for doing that. Oh, of course, at least we can do. And all of your links and everything like that, that'll be all in the show notes. So easy go there and take a look at them. And all right. And lastly, if you want to, you can follow, you can follow and tweet the show at achievements one Oh one on Twitter. And you can check out our mixer account watch our live show and catch us when we stream our mixer account is mixer.com slash ah underscore 101 underscore podcast and finally join the conversation at discord.io forward slash ah 101 we're all there and it has links to everything you i've just said and it'll probably have links to do boy stuff all right guys talk to you next week see you later see ya Bye.
welcome to Wacka's Weird Wonders, where I highlight an obscure game that I've enjoyed. Vesterado Double Barrel was released on Xbox One back in 2016, but was just added to Game Pass. This is an excellent opportunity to check out this top-down pixel art open-world spaghetti western. Vesterado is not only the best western I've played last year, it's the best western I've played this decade. Actually, it's the best western I've played in my life. Granted, the only other western games I recall playing are Gun for the original Xbox and Gunsmoke for the NES. The adventure begins with your character getting back home after retrieving an escaped buffalo, only to find your home burned to the ground and your family murdered, except for your brother who lies dying in a pool of his own blood asking you to end his misery. This sets you off on your main quest, which is finding the person who murdered your family. Apart from the gruesome opening and the finale, the tone is mostly silly and heavily leans on western tropes. The murderer is randomly assigned random characteristics and location every playthrough. Performing missions and completing quests will give you clues to the murderer's appearance and it will get easier and easier to narrow down who murdered your family. At any time you can pull your gun on anyone and accuse them of being the murderer with mixed results. The excellent open world with western tropes and cliches is not big but very dense. Your first playthrough will probably be around 4 hours getting to know the world and finishing the quests and missions you find. The missions are open-ended and can be completed in several ways, making the at least 6 playthroughs required for a completion surprisingly fun and varied. It helps that once you've figured out the game, a playthrough can be done in less than 10 minutes, since the only thing you need to do to complete the game is dealing with the murderer. If you choose to go the violent route, no one is safe from your bloodlust, including important NPCs. While this might seem like a gamebreaker, it really isn't, and if you find you've made it difficult for yourself by angering or killing key individuals, you can just start a new playthrough. The combat itself can take a bit getting used to, where you can only fire your gun horizontally and handling your gun is intentionally complicated process. The number of hits you can take is determined by how many hats you have, and the easiest way to get more is by shooting off someone else's hat. Due to the open nature of Westerado, most of its 79 separate achievements can be done in less than 15 minutes, with the exception of a few, such as getting all the endings. If you take your time to explore the world and complete the quests you stumble over, you'll likely have around 35 achievements after your first 4 hour playthrough. Vesterado's recent addition to Game Pass has severely inflated the game's TA ratio. It is currently worth 1000 gamer score and more than 5000 TA. The guide on TA claims it can be completed in 10 to 12 hours, which seem reasonable. That is all for today's Wacka's Weird Wonders, Vesterado Double Barreled. easy for us to play a game and think, man, this character is awesome, I would love to meet them in real life. Maybe it's their heroic actions, maybe it's their cool deeds, maybe they make you laugh, maybe you even have some weird attraction to sexy looking pixels, but what about those protagonists that you are constantly rolling your eyes out or cringing and you just want nothing to do with them? You know, those characters we just love to hate. Is it because of their personality? Is it because of what they do? Perhaps it's because of random tasks they do to earn achievements. 
you know, those things that most people would never, ever do in real life, but in the pursuit of imaginary internet points, we do them all the time. With that in mind, we bring you our top three video game protagonists that you would never want to hang out with because of what they do in their games. Wow, X, taking over the intro. Might I interject if I will? Of course. All right, firstly, these are not the protagonists that are the top five douchebags or anything like that. (laughs) If it was, Adam, I'm looking at you, man. Adam from Adam's Venture would have won. No, these are the individuals that may or may not be D-bags, but that's neither here or there because our list is the ones you wouldn't want to hang out with because of the journey you must endure to get all those achievements. (laughs) I like the fake internet points. Yes, that is exactly (laughs) what they are. For example, Adam, as we mentioned before, may be unbearable, but the adventure you go on isn't too bad. You travel to a lot of exotic locations, good company, all that stuff. Sure, you wouldn't you would be with him, but I think the experience would outweigh having to actually spend time with Adam. Secondly, speaking of individuals you wouldn't want to hang out with, X, what happened to good old-fashioned pleasantries first? I mean, I guess I can do some pleasantries. How are you doing, Elroy? Good, you? Splendid. All right. Do we have any feedback this week? Nope. Good? Yep. Anything else? Nope. Nope. Okay. Okay. Honorable mention. Honorable mention this week goes to Starballs and Golf Club 1 and Golf Club 2. It was a three-way tie for honorable mention. This what? is insane. Can't. <laughs> Why? No. Blow your mind. Yeah. <laughs> All right. These three games and probably many others would occupy my honorable mention slot, so you can just keep tacking them on. You'll see a common theme here. But there's all for the same reasons. I am not a golfer, and I do not <laughs> like golf in the least. I believe I would rather be out on the lake with the meth head and his Euro fishing buddies rather than spending any time on a golf course. Now, I live down the road from a golf course, where... I thought you were going to say down the road from a meth head. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> well, there used to be this meth, this suspicious meth trailer down the road, but it disappeared after a few months. I don't know if someone called the sheriff on them or what, but it was pretty darn suspicious. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't want to make some accusations here. Someone might you know, get upset, but yeah, that was probably a meth head. But anyhow, I live down the road from a golf course, possibly a where meth head trailer used to be. And there are two holes conveniently located directly off the side of the road. Now, one of my greatest joys is driving by the course. And I just kind of keep out, you know, I, I make sure I practice safe driving. But at the same time, I'm looking off to the, to the right-hand side. And then I see some golfer out there. And they're getting ready to swing. And I just sit there and I wait. Until the backswing, and then I just lay on my horn. It makes my day. (laughs) You're that guy. I am that guy. Now, I even got a louder (laughs) horn for my truck just for this reason. I installed a louder horn on my truck. I bought it for myself for Christmas, and I put it on my truck just so I could have a louder horn when I'm driving by this golf course. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) So... My ideal day, one could say, 
does not in any way include hanging out with someone, possibly Adam, he's a douchebag, as they complete the achievement amateur golfer for finishing an 18-hole round of golf. That isn't even the worst one, however. But first, let me preface it with a question to you, X. Oh, boy. Do you know, do you know why golfers bring two pairs of pants to the golf course? It's going to be something about green and brown, but I don't know. <laughs> it's in case they get a hole in one. Oh, I was <laughs> way off. That's pretty good, actually. All right. So <laughs> the worst achievement in this game, that for, for purposes of hanging out with the protagonist, is just that. It's the 90-point achievement with a 3.21 ratio called Ace. For scoring, scoring a hole-in-one on an official course. Uh, there's a couple of achievements out there where you score a hole-in-one on like user-made courses where someone's created a course that has a little funnel and you just whack the ball and it goes in the hole no matter what. So that's not this one. This is on an official course. No manipulation, no funnels or anything like that. Now, my understanding is, is that a typical golfer, this... They may get lucky maybe once during their actual lifetime and get a hole-in-one. Some people maybe more. I don't know. I, I don't really follow golf. But I think it's still pretty rare. So in this case, you mean to tell me that I have to hang out with someone on a golf course waiting for them to hit said hole-in-one until I can leave? Now, I don't think that... They have phone chargers out on the golf course, so I would definitely run out of things to do before the amazing protagonist pulled off such feet. Speaking of wasted hours of life, no, I don't mean achievement hunting itself, X, but oh. rather perhaps the most notorious hour sucker of them all, Mr. Starball's robot. We know that he's the robot's a male because he has Starballs. It's been a long while since we have played this this on this segment, but I think it's time to revisit it. X, are you ready for Gun to Your Head? Oh, yeah. Gun- <laughs> X, Gun to Your Head. You have to, A, stay on the course with the Golf Club 2 protagonist waiting for him to hit a hole in one, or... Gun to your head. B, have to sit around with Mr. Balls to the wall (laughs) robot as it obtains the seriously take a break achievement worth 50 points and boasting a 3.34 ratio for playing the game for 500 mother-loving hours. Gun to your head, X. Which do you choose? 500 hours. 500 hours. I feel like waiting for someone to hit a hole-in-one would take longer than that in real life. Yeah, it's 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 a gamble. I don't know. But then again, they might hit it 20 hours in, and you don't have to hang out with that robot for another 480 hours. Well, I'm, I mean, it's an idle achievement. Do you have to actively play for those 500 hours? So well, I, could, I am glad you asked. I could take a nap? So, well, that uh, that is definitely a wrinkle. That we don't allow and gun to your head. So, but you already answered. So, anyhow, that that is kind of what I was wondering. Is I don't know which one's a better proposition. It probably should be mentioned that 
with the Mr. Ball Robot, you're going to be enjoying all. You're not going to be enjoying all the wonderful landscapes in the game. Most likely, you'll probably watch. You know, you're hanging out with him, so you'll probably watch Mr. Robot get hit or shoot off once, and then just sit there for hours and hours and hours, only to be tapped in at least I don't know, twelve hours later, days later, who knows? And that's going to happen several times. <laughs> Over 20 full days, you have to spend with this guy. So, I don't know about you, but there's only a couple people I can think of that I would ever want to spend that amount of time with, and none of them are golfers. So, for these reasons, these three games land as the honorable mention on this week's top three list, also known as number four. That was, that was actually pretty good. <laughs> I feel like your puns never disappoint, Elroy. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. <laughs> All right, it's going to be a tough act to follow, but uh, since you had three honorable mentions, I suppose the fourth one on this list is what makes our number three. So, our number three protagonist that would make a horrible friend is none other than yourself, kind of yourself. Uh, the number three spot this week goes to your avatar from Forza Horizon 4. Sorry, Forza, Forza. I practiced that 10,000 times. It's Forza, uh, Forza Horizon 4. Now, I don't think Forza Horizon needs any explanation, but I guess you could sum it up as you hop in a car and you drive around and you destroy everything, which kind of sounds suspiciously similar to the goats from the last episode. Um, and maybe on occasion you'll do some races. Is that Seem like a fair assessment of Forza Horizon? Um, I, I'm, I'm just, my mind was going to a marriage between Goat Simulator and Forza. I mean, I would the, play the heck the, out of that I, game. I, yeah, you can jump out and like, <laughs> I don't know, just destruction, destruction, and yeah, and <sighs> you could like roll down the window, lick out the window, and like your car would whip around. Like, oh man, that. Yeah, let's let's make that happen. But uh <laughs> Radaleka, for, we're looking at you. <laughs> yes, they are the guys to do that. Anyway, for me, I feel like Forza Horizon is really the only racing game where racing isn't actually the focus. I mean, you do your tutorial and the forced races at the beginning and once you're done, you can explore the entire map and you can pretty much do anything you want. You don't necessarily have all the events, but you, you know, the game is yours. Do whatever you want with it. So, right there, that's what brings us into why I would not want to hang out with myself or avatar, <laughs> driver, whatever. I do want to add in, though, uh, I named my avatar in-game Kelsey, which is the name of my lovely fiancé. So it's pretty cool when I'm driving around and then, you know, the GPS will be like, Kelsey, turn left here. And she looks up every time like, oh, who said that? But uh, I certainly would not want to say that the last person I want to hang out with is my fiancé, would I? So <laughs> let's not say that. Anyway. She does listen, too. i got to be careful. <laughs> Love you, sweetie. So looking at the achievements for Horizon 4, I mean, it's pretty standard for a racing game, right? You got finish this race in that series and become champion of this league in that league and buy so many cars and, you know, you guys get it. It's a racing game, right? So what is it that makes Kelsey, uh, I mean, what is it that makes your avatar so despicable? One of the series, like the, you know, long-term events featured in this game is the street racing series. Uh... So for the street races, the game even straight up tells you that these races aren't sanctioned by the Horizon Festival. Be careful. Don't get caught. So 
you know, in a normal race, you're on a set path, it's been cleared, there's, you know, barriers, there's no pedestrians, no traffic. But in street races, there's plenty of traffic. There's, it's just very hazardous. It's dangerous, right? If this were real life, can you imagine there'd be a lawsuit waiting to happen? I can imagine there'd be quite a few uh-ohs during this race <laughs> if you were in the car with this, you know, driver. Um, and when you consider that you spend most of Forza Horizon driving around in super fancy cars, that would be really, really devastating to your nice, fancy, expensive interior if you had an uh-oh. <laughs> so another one of the achievements is for earning a nearly 200,000 point skill chain. Skill point chain? 200,000 point skill chain. That's it. Um, so if you've played the game, you know the two most common, easiest ways to get high-value skill chains are both totally terrifying, by the way. The first is you drive at high speed down a highway, and you just narrowly dodge oncoming traffic, and, you know, you go a million miles an hour, and you almost die all the time. The second way is just you drive through fields and farms and cause general mayhem and destruction of property and everything you can find. So... <laughs> Do you remember the SpongeBob episode where SpongeBob is hung up on his essay and all he has written down is, what I learned in boating school is... Are you a SpongeBob person? Uh, I am not. Ah, well, I pretty much summed up the episode. He has to write an essay on what he learned in boating school and he's stumped beyond what I learned in boating school is. So I thought that would be fitting for this to say, what I learned in driving school is... Don't drive at high speeds and narrowly dodge traffic on the highway. And don't drive through fields and farms and destroy everything. Does it make sense to me? Does it make sense to you? <laughs> if you were hanging out with your avatar, you would be dead pretty early on into this friendship, <laughs> relationship, whatever. You, you, There's no way you're surviving that. Reckless driving kills, okay? If you value your life, you would just have to be absolutely sane to get into a car with a literal maniac. Um, because remember... Even though Forza, Forza, uh, even though Forza has a rewind feature, <laughs> real life does not. There's no going, <laughs> I just drove my Bugatti into a Nissan at 258 miles an hour, but let me just hit this button and try it again, <laughs> herpity derpity derp. You're dead, broheim. You're dead. Dead. <laughs> and for the fact that you're probably going to die while doing anything associated with this person, your avatar in Forza Horizon 4 is not anybody you would want to hang out with in real life. Because you did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we should get the what what voice was that that was uh with, with the herpity derpity oh, i was going for a pseudo fat albert but i don't know <laughs> herpity I I, derpity derp i think that i think that character should come back and do a, a special uh, uh one on our list maybe next week yeah <laughs> i'll see what i can make happen that's awesome <laughs> all right well I guess it's time for number two, now that you've played the race card. Oh. <laughs> All right. Number two. Number two. Octodad. Dadliest catch. And this is for the achievements. Smokey the Dad, Secret Shopper, The Secret Gardener, and basically the rest of the achievements in this game. So for those of you who have never played the game, have you played it? I have. Um, there's actually a decently long story that goes with it, but I'll give you the short version. Um, my fiance Kelsey, who I already mentioned, decided yeah. I just had a really rough week at work, and she was going to surprise me with a game. So she mm. was going to buy me Octodad, but she didn't know that I had account verification and you know two-way authentication authentication set up. So 
I'm at school and I just randomly get a pop-up on my phone like, someone's trying to log into your account. Would you like to access it? So hell no, I don't want it. So I decline. And then of course she tries again, which I decline. And then I get an email. Your password has been changed. Did you do this? So I'm freaking out at school thinking someone's trying to hack into my Microsoft account. (laughs) And then she finally texts me like, sweetie, what's your password? And then we put it all together. And I, every once in a while, I'll poke fun of her that uh, she tried compromising my Microsoft account by trying to surprise me with Octodad. Wow, I had no idea you had such a uh, backstory with this. <laughs> That's wow. the short version, too. <laughs> I, I'm that, Fantastic. Wow. All I was going to say is it's it's Quop with a storyline, but you provided even a better storyline. <laughs> so, yeah. Did you ever play Quop back in the day? Many, many stupid wasted <laughs> hours on Quop. Yeah, there's a trick where you could like kind of do a little stutter step, but yeah, it's Quop with a storyline. It is manual Samuel Light, I guess, because you don't have to blink, breathe, or anything like that. All you have to do is move and grab stuff, and and that's about it. So, in any case, it's a lot funnier, I think. But <laughs> it, in any case, control is the issue. Is it's one of those where the the fight is that you have to be able to manipulate the character. It's a, a control game. I don't know if there's a genre for, genre for that or not, but where you can't control things, and you, that's that's the fight. Because he'll fight you every step of the way to get him to do anything. But anyhow, let's just get down to it. Straight up, octopi tend to be jerks. As an ex-scuba diver, and I say ex-scuba diver because I used to be a really active scuba diver, but then I married someone that has motion sickness and, you know, boats, motion sickness, and, uh, yeah, it doesn't really mix well together. Yeah, they, so for yeah, They generally future, don't go hand in hand. Yeah, so if you're a diver out there and you're considering uh, marriage, you might uh, take that into account. Because <laughs> I sure didn't. Not that it would have changed anything. Love you, sweetie. Now, they are super annoying when you encounter one. So best case scenario, all they do is they shoot out a buttload of ink and take off. So actually that's technically incorrect. The ink sac is located in the digestive system. This is the educational portion of the show. But the ink isn't actually in the rectum. So instead, I will keep with the marine theme and say, best case scenario, all they do is shoot out a boatload of ink and take off. Sidebar, buttload is actually not a reference to the rectum but rather <laughs> to the unit of measurement for liquid the butt is approximate size of two hogsheads which is about 126 gallons how many liters is that you ask who cares America. so worst <laughs> case scenario <laughs> they get curious and then they climb onto you and wrap their limbs around you in whatever random fashion that they do this is annoying because you don't want to hurt the little buggers so you kind of feel immobilized, and you're at the mercy of these little things. And you, to rid yourself of them, you usually either have to descend towards the bottom, and then they'll scurry off into some rocks. But other times, you have to ascend closer to the surface, and then they jump off. Octopi norms are like, like NOM. There are no rules, but there is an ACA game. Now, adding on to this is the fact that you know that there is a chance that an octopus will go raccoon or possum and bite the hell out of you, <laughs> which is problematic when you're on a dive where you know sharks are, you know, involved. I mean, there's sharks down there all all the time. So I once had an, an octopi that or an octopus, and one more than one of them. I had an octopus that would not get off my head in my face mask. So I basically had to get 
the dive master's attention because I was on vacation. And I had to say, hey, look, you know, there's an octopus on my head here. And we had to halt the entire dive, go all the way to the surface before the little jerk jumped off. All the time I'm thinking, man, this is going to hurt like the devil if I get bit on the head. Because you don't know. They got a little, I mean, they can pack a little punch. And you don't know. Maybe you'll piss them off, you know, and then they'll freak out and bite you on the head. So I don't know. But that's my baggage going into this game. So maybe I'm a little biased. So when thinking about the protagonist, I would at least like to I would least like to be bros with Octodad to go achievement hunting with him. Just not gonna do it. Now there are several knocks against Octodad. First, he has young kids. <laughs> Not sure how, how yeah, to put this. Even make any sense, but whatever. <laughs> that's irrelevant right now. Oh, I'll explain. <laughs> I'm not sure how to put it nicely though, but eh, I don't really like kids, so it really wouldn't work out. Kelly and I wouldn't want to hang out with them, and a, a lot of the chivos are gained by helping them around at his house. So, eh, you know, that's probably not going to happen. Also, I like a good aquarium. There's one in Chattanooga that's. Actually, really good. Atlanta is supposed to be really good, but I wasn't overly impressed. I mean, oh, you got a whale shark. Oh, look at you. But, you know, what else do I got? Oh, I don't know. I ain't got much else, but look at our whale shark. I mean, it's like, I got a whale shark. I mean, great. Okay, anyhow. So a good chunk of the storyline and the Chivos in this game are gained at some aquarium museum. So the thought of accompanying a good a friend with her kid to... A kid's museum sounds like torture to me. Sorry. Not sorry. Now, secondly, I don't know how Han Solo, Rocket, or Star-Lord does it, but I don't understand exactly what Groot is saying or anything other than who he is. And Chewie just sounds like he's clearing his throat. I can't actually do that. I tried. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's the best I got. Well, Octodad does the same thing. He just makes this little bloop, 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 bloop <laughs> noise. While it might be funny at first, it would quickly lose its appeal when information is needed to be communicated. And he would either have to, I guess, text it or write it down for me. And good luck with that with his motor function skills, which I'll get to in a second. Thirdly, Am I supposed to pretend that this octopus walking around as a human is not an octopus? <laughs> it's like, would Octodad confide in me? Would I understand it even if he did? Now, if not, how can one be bros if the whole foundation of our relationship is a lie? He might as well just be Dance 2014 game released in 2013. <laughs> Fourthly, the motor, the motor function skills would get really annoying. I work with teenagers all day, and many of them are inept, and a lot of them just bump into crap and knock stuff over. I don't, I'm not sure that I want to carry that over into my personal life. I would want to hang out with someone that is capable of doing the little things in life, such as pouring, holding things steady, walking in a straight line, and the such. You know, things like that. Lastly, by not hanging out with him, what am I really missing out on? The achievements start with best man... And the deal-breaking, very annoying, trick-shot gun wedding achievement that Ugh. takes place at a wedding. Weddings. Yeah, man. Not a big fan. Kind of waste a weekend, really. But Ironically, I'm going to a wedding this weekend. I am so sorry. 
<laughs> so you mean I have to sit through a wedding and wait for the groom to chunk a wedding ring all the way across the room and expect not just for the bride to be to catch it in her hand, but rather for her to catch it on her finger like Frodo Baggins? No thanks. I guess it depends <clears throat> if it was like one of those basketball contests. I, there's, if there's, I have to clarify. So if it's like those basketball contests where you have to make a half-court shot, a three-point shot, a free throw, and a layup, you've seen those, yes? Yeah, I I know yeah. sports ball sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So they make you do like four shots, and you, if you win, you get some money or something. But the big question is, you have to clarify on the front is, do you have to shag your own balls? Because if you don't, you may find that your balls are to the walls. Because they, if you have to shag, then your your strategy completely changes. So thus, does someone throw the ring back to him, or do you have to wait for Octodad to go all the way to the front, fetch his shank, and come all the way back, like what is in the game? So I guess if I was forced into this situation, I would be at the back of the, you know, behind the altar, and every time he missed, I'd throw it back at him and say, you know, can you speed this thing up? But two more achievements called Unacceptable Purchase and Secret Shopper can be obtained at the grocery store? You mean I get to hang out with someone I cannot communicate with at the grocery store? Hey, Octodad. Do we need some carrots? Blue, 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 blue. Okay, good talk, Octodad. Now, I get enough <laughs> grocery shopping Sunday morning. I don't need to make another trip. Next is the achievement, The Secret Gardener. We're 25 points for basically doing yard work. Now, after 17 long years of doing my own yard, I finally have a yard guy. I am not going back. And I am certainly not doing someone else's yard. Thus, sorry, Octodad, it's not you. It's me. You do not octopi my friends list. And you are number three. Number number two. Oh. Number two. Did I ever mention two. I had a friend, actually, that uh, was in a fight with an octopus? Oh, dang. He lost, though. The octopus was well-armed. <laughs> right on. Yeah. He uh, wanted to immortalize that event, though, so he went and got a tattoo of the octopus. It's some pretty Don't nice ink. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Those are my only two octopus jokes. Oh, man. Well delivered. Yeah. This week's number one, or number two, if you ask Elroy, who can't. Count, blah, 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 yeah, blah, 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 blah. this week's number one goes to soda drinker pro guy that's right the protagonist that would be the most dreadful to hang out with because of the things he does for achievements is the guy who drinks soda freaking everywhere all the damn time for those of you unfamiliar with this game it's i hate to say it it's a soda drinking simulator but it's like a soda drinking simulator where you're tripping on weird mushrooms or something. I, I don't know. Now, Elroy, love that guy. Just to clarify, I have never tripped on weird mushrooms, but I can only imagine that it, it provides, you know, visual experiences kind of similar to what that game looks like. And that game basically looks like the world we know it. 
but it was drawn in Microsoft Paint by a toddler <laughs> who's two hours late for nap time and or a teacher who's being bored to death during an in-service. If I was bored, I would Microsoft Paint it up, you know. But of course, of course we're, never, we're never bored during in-services. Who would say such a thing? So, what is the gameplay in Soda Drinker Pro? You ready for this? You, uh, you, you drink soda everywhere all the time, and then you drink more soda, and then you, you drink more soda. It's, it's really more of an experience than it is a game, and that's being nice of me. So, anyway, what is it that makes this soda drinker guy so horrible? A decent number of the game's achievements are for drinking soda in various situations. There's a hundred levels, and each one's sort of a different trippy mushroom world. Um, however, many of these are not appropriate times to be drinking soda. So, I was going to write up some well-prepared paragraph and, you know, rant about this guy, but I thought it would be better just to make a list. A giant list of reasons why you wouldn't want to hang out with Soda Drinker Pro Guy. So, I'll share what the achievement criteria is, and then I'll share what makes this guy awful. Alright? <clears throat> Drink a soda in the photo booth. Now, Elroy, when I'm in a photo booth, I like to put on props. I like to move around, be silly, have some fun, right? I assume you do as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's what you do in a photo booth. This guy, he would just be sitting there like a scrub drinking a soda, and he'd probably get it everywhere. <sighs> that's the worst. Messy photo booth. God knows half of it's not soda, but whatever. Another <laughs> achievement. Walk all the way to Vegas. This, uh, this guy chose to walk across the desert to Las Vegas because the bus wouldn't let him on because he had a soda. So rather than throw away his soda, he chose to walk across the desert. You have to figure you'd be walking everywhere because most transportation doesn't allow you to have open cups of soda. And that would suck. Grind a rail in the skate park with the soda. He's not even on a skateboard. I don't know much about sports ball or extreme sports, but I do know that drinking soda while active and moving around, that's not a good idea. The carbonation upsets your tummy. So this guy would not only get in your way drinking his soda on the rail, but he'd probably be vomiting soda, every bleh, vomiting soda up everywhere, which is not okay. Drink a soda while an old man tells you a story. That's just rude, though. Like, if someone's talking to you and you're just, like, slurping your soda, like, don't freaking drink a soda while someone's telling you a story. That's just rude. That's just rude. Wait, Find a pizza. Wait, what? You you weren't drinking a soda when I was talking earlier, were you? No, totally not. I don't drink soda. <laughs> Find a pizza in the sewer. That's that's just gross. It's ugh. He's clearly a disgusting, gross person if he thinks it's okay to be drinking soda in a sewer. And you'd have to go to the sewer with him. Blech. Walk down a lane and bull a strike while drinking your soda. Except you're walking down the lane and you're just knocking over the pins. You're not bowling with the bowling ball. I can that's think of really, like uh, that's really dangerous, right? I can think of like five hundred things that are wrong with that, but I'll spare myself. Haha! <laughs> 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 Go down the water slide. Oh, I shouldn't laugh at my own jokes that much. That's bad. <laughs> Go down the water slide with a soda. Why even? That's not a good idea. They wouldn't even let you on any of the rides. So you paid to get into this park, and then you bought overpriced soda, and you just wasted a lot of money, and you can't actually do anything. Jump over your best friend. Do you know physics? You know, the thing that, that grounds everything, right? Inertia, it's a thing. Objects in motion tend to stay in motion. Newton, something like that. Third law, physics, blah, blah, blah. So if he tries jumping over you with a cup of soda, it's going to go everywhere. Can't have that. Finally, we have random achievements. One of them is for collecting soda. As if this guy doesn't have enough soda, he needs to find a thousand more cans. 
Where's he even putting them? He's probably going to make you carry them. And I don't know about you, but when I hang out with someone, I don't want to carry their soda. Drink a soda at midnight. Not only is he awful, but that amount of caffeine would keep him up all night. I don't know about you, but I need my beauty sleep, and I do not drink soda at midnight. <sighs> Take ten minutes to drink a soda. You'd be waiting for him everywhere. He now has a thousand cans of soda to drink. A thousand cans times ten minutes each? That's literally just shy of seven entire days of you standing around waiting for this guy to drink soda. On the flip side, though, there's drink a soda in 60 seconds. That sounds like a very expensive habit, and, you know, diabetes and all that stuff, but he'd probably be in a vending machine every 60 seconds, so you wouldn't get very much done. Drink a soda while spinning around? That's just a mess waiting to happen. Hold a soda to your mouth for a minute without sipping. That just looks stupid as hell, and you'd be embarrassed to be with them. Like, come on now, man. Are we ready for part two of this episode's educational segment? Ooh, yes. All right. The game has 100 levels, right? So to earn the complete the game achievement... That means you have to drink 100 sodas, because that's how you complete a level, is you drink the soda. So, the cup appears to be like a 20-ounce soda. Um, since the game is not called Diet Soda Drinker Pro, <laughs> that 20 ounces, that's about 240 calories of pure sugar water right there in that cup. That means, I think I played the game for about 4 hours to get through the 100 levels, and that was way more time than I needed to. But that means in the span of a few hours, this guy consumes 24,000 calories of pure sugar. Assuming you follow the standard 2,000-calorie diet, this guy consumes enough calories for 12 days in one afternoon. He clearly has an addiction, and you can, it's probably safe to assume this is not a one-time thing, so it's a fair guess that he's a very, very big boy. One would have to assume, then, that somebody this large makes things very difficult to do and hang out. If you have a small car, he wouldn't even fit in your car, so you'd have to buy a new car, which is expensive, and you'd get soda in your fancy new large car. Who wants that? Want to travel the world with them? Airlines will make large people buy two tickets. That's also expensive. And you have to figure that any kind of casual physical activity, that's off limits. Just because he's so big, he probably can't move unless you're going to roll him around the street. But whatever. In short, soda drinker guy would not only be horrible to hang out with, but even if you could, you couldn't do much of anything. For real, though, this guy needs to star in a new game called Salad Eater Pro. Oh, I'll be in on Salad Eater Pro. Just watch out for the ranch dressing. <laughs> Let's get this done. Whew. All right. So, uh, well, I mean, he's got all that exercise, so I'm just playing devil's advocate here. So you get to travel to exotic locations, and you get a lot of exercise. Now, if he was sitting and drinking soda the whole time, I mean, I think I would have more of an issue with soda drinker pro. I'm not sure that he's as obese as you think he is. You look down, you don't see a gut sticking out. I mean, it's just kind of, it's you don't see anything. You just see your feet kind of a thing. So, I don't know. I think you got this guy all wrong. Uh, I don't know. When you jog for like an hour, you're only burning like 200 calories. So, an hour of jogging, that's, that's not even one of those sodas. So you're spending time with this guy, and all he's doing is drinking soda, and that's so irritable? I mean, would it not be worse like... Uh, text person pro someone where they just you send text like constantly like you're with them and then they're just sitting there texting 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 and this guy's just out for a walk i mean uh, he's enjoying the moment so i'm sure he'd be a great conversationalist because he's not distracted all these guys you know just sipping on his uh his uh, soda there and uh you know i'm sure it'd just be a riveting conversation i mean i i can't agree with you on this one he's just he's just awful 
Well, just as a reminder, Achievement Hunters 101 can be found on the internet. We are located next to all those hilarious cat videos. Both myself and X have Xbox accounts. We also have TA accounts. And we even have email. In fact, I have multiple email accounts, but I feel no need to brag. You're not cool unless you have a Motorola pager. <laughs> of which I have none because I'm pretty sure you only use those to deal drugs. And as we established, I've never done trippy mushrooms. But, uh... Hmm. While I have the mic, check out my band, Window of Opportunity, man. Um, on the last episode, I said the new song, Hate to Break It to You, would be out by the next episode. And that song is out. So, if you enjoy the sound of my voice talking about fat soda drinker guys, perhaps you'd enjoy that same voice singing and screaming. <laughs> well, maybe soda drinker guy could appear on next year's uh, Child Obesity Month. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but, thanks again for listening. Hopefully you guys aren't sick of us for what we do, although that would be a fascinating list of the top five hosts of this program you would or wouldn't would not want to hang out with. Number five, I really love that guy. Number four, L. Number three, M. Number two, Rocker. And number one, Fufu. Wait, Fascinating. You, you bumped me to the honorable mention? That hurts, <laughs> man. Mention. That hurts. <laughs> well, in any case, let the next countdown to our next list Begin. <laughs> that nah. truck is freaking sick, dude! Child obesity. Oh! <laughs> Shred it, bro! <laughs> Shred it, Time for a shit with your three. Shred it. This endless runner snowboarding game with papercraft graphics is a fairly easy completion that will take you four to six hours, mostly depending on luck. A 550 Gamerscore title update brings Shreddit to 1550 Gamerscore worth 1900 TA. Title updates usually have inflated ratios, but not in this case. Begin playing some endless runs, picking up collectibles and doing tricks until you've done all the achievements in the base game except for the checkpoint challenge and get all the other achievements. You need to complete the checkpoint challenge with all 7 snowboarders, but if you find it difficult, there's a glitch to unlock each checkpoint challenge achievement by playing the game in chill mode and start idling once you've reached the 5th stage. If you're lucky with the random collectibles, all 1550 game score and 1900 TA should be yours in 4-6 to six hours, hopefully keeping you over 250 game score an hour. I do a proper outro, but the uh is calling. Shred it.